Welcome to Life Without Secrets. Do you often find yourself comparing your life to your friends on social media? You see the glamour, the success, the perfect family, the perfect kids, the awesome vacations. But what's really behind the highlight reel? In Life Without Secrets, we are going to dive deep and reveal the secrets, struggles, and strategies people have used in real life to get to who they are now and who they are becoming. Because the truth is, nobody is perfect. And you are never alone in what you're going through. So don't forget to subscribe to the show because it's time to connect on a deeper level and grow together. Get ready for an inspiring episode of Life Without Secrets as we sit down with the remarkable Henry Amar, international life speaker, entrepreneur, human behavior expert, and host of the chart-topping podcast, Making It Happen with Henry Amar. From a Grammy award-winning musician to a thriving entrepreneur, Henry's journey is nothing short of extraordinary. He's graced the stage with legends, managed a Los Angeles-based company turned international success, and graduated magna cum laude from the University of Southern California. But Henry's story doesn't stop there. Today, Henry merges his success in music, leadership, and coaching to break down barriers, liberating the world from fear and limiting beliefs. As an empowerment coach to pop culture icons and influencers, Henry is on a mission to help you step into the powerful, incredible, and loving being that you are. Join us right now, and we are going to dive into Henry's journey, explore his insights on empowerment, truth, and freedom, and uncover the secrets behind his mission to make it happen. Henry, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. That was an epic voice and introduction, man. I was sitting there like, whoa. You need to read books. You know, you need to be the, what is the voice actor for books? That was epic. (laughs) I have gotten that a lot. Like when I first started my podcast, people were like, I really like your voice. And I'm like, all right. (laughs) It helps when I get to like read an intro though. But I am just so excited to have you here. Like from the moment that I first met you, Henry, we're just like a light beam. I like, I, I, I look for light in, in rooms that I go in and you just like radiate it wherever you go. And I just was like, I got to hug him and meet him. And then you went on stage and spoke and it just spoke to my soul. And I was like, okay, like not only do you radiate light, but like you let the light sink into the person that you're talking to. And I think that's such a gift and so needed in a world that can sometimes seem really dark. So I just want to thank you for coming on here and speaking light into everyone listening today. Man, thank you so much. What an amazing compliment. And I really appreciate it. You know, one of my mentors told me something once and she said, I remember I saw this guy that was speaking and he was like speaking with confidence and like fearlessness and boldness. And I was remember watching, I was like, this is like back in the day when I was like starting this whole space. I was like, that is so cool. And she goes, Hey, Henry. And I was like, yeah, she goes, do you like, she goes, what do you like about him? And I was like, I love that. He's like bold and confident and up there speaking and doing his thing. And she goes, well, if you spot it, you got it. She goes, whatever's in that you like is already in you. It might be a seedling of it, but it's already in you. You see it because it's in you. And I was like, that's epic. And I remember as I overcame my fears and as I overcame like all my like binding limitations, right. Internally, I remember I spoke on stage and it was, it was a pretty awesome stage. It was, it was a music festival at 40 plus thousand people. And I remember feeling like unleashed on stage and I walked up, I was like, dude, that was a guy like 10 years ago that I saw or whatever. And it was just fun to like get into the feeling of wanting to be unleashed in that way and then feeling that myself was really cool so if you spot it 
You got it. You know what I mean? I love it. All right. I'm going to be radiating that light too. That's, that's what I'm out here to do. That's just the fact, you know, so it's good. (laughs) Well, just so people can get to know you a little bit better before we jump into everything you do now, can you tell us kind of about your journey from really Grammy award-winning musician to successful entrepreneur? You've done a lot. And I would love to hear some like pivotal moments that kind of shaped your path. Yeah. You know, um, it's funny. I was so I was in a boy band back in the day, and the 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 Grammy we had on an album with Gladys Knight. Uh, I don't know if you know Gladys Knight. She's like a R&B legend, and uh, it was cool. The album won a Grammy. I have this little shiny thing. What's funny is like, so I started out. My nickname was Passive. I was hyper insecure. I I people please so much. I didn't want to rock the boat. I didn't want anybody. You know, I didn't want to say anything against the grain. It's like, oh yeah, what do you guys think? And and I don't know, I don't know about you, but freedom is such a value for me and inner freedom. And I felt caged and I felt stuck and I felt limited. And I, but I knew there was more like I, inside of me, it was like this being that wanted to just like freaking beam and like unleash. Right. As we talked about that. And, uh, and it always felt uncomfortable. I was like, Oh, cause sometimes we think our, the cages we're in are life sentences. Right. And that's what I thought for a moment. But then I, Someone put a book in front of me and I read the book and I actually didn't even read the book. I read the question at the end of the chapter of the book. And I was like, can I, I can change? Like what the freaking heck? Like that's what I want. And so I dove in and I got obsessed and I was only 17 at the time, but I was doing such deep, as deep a work as I could. I read every book I could. I went to every seminar I could figure out. I, I started like develop the courage to ask people that walked in with confidence, be like, excuse me, like what makes you feel confident? Cause you walk in with this like confidence, you know? So I became a, a hyper, a student of human behavior. And then I got, became a student of like the nervous system. Then I became a student of the subconscious mind and I became a student of, and so for me, for the last like 26 years, it's been like, how can I learn the, the, the way that I operate? So I'm no longer the program. I'm the programmer of this being, and I get to live in my choice and my agency. And so that pivotal moment started when I had hope. When someone put a book in front of me and I realized I could shift and I could change that my past didn't have to equal my future unless I chose it to be that way, you know? And so that was a major moment. And so, you know, moment to moment, I just started growing and learning and I would have these pivotal moments and some moments are great. And some moments are the hardest moments of my life, you know, and both of them have served to be the man that I am today. And I look back and I'm like, every one of them has shaped me to be where I'm at. So that's how the, the whole journey started. Yeah. And I think a lot of people, and including myself in the beginning of my journey, you know, I really struggled with change. You know, I had a lot of different experiences in my my life. I was raised by a single mom, but I had this like safety and security. We didn't have a lot of money, but like we always stayed in the same house. And that gave me like a sense of safety. And, but then it also gave me this thing where I didn't like change. Right. And I, I had this like comfort zone and anything outside that comfort zone was like, scary to me, you know, and I see a lot of people, they'll live unhealthy, they'll stay in situations that are actually detrimental to them. They stay away from change. And it's, it's big, it's scary, but you really have listened to your heart and you've gone after things with courage. And I think that like, like you're saying, those pivotal moments that created you to be who you are, whether that was like something, a struggle that you went through or something awesome that you got to do, like these things were big changes in your life and you stepped up to the plate. You had the courage to get there. So what was going on on a deeper level 
that helped you have the courage to create the change in your life? Because I think a lot of people are, you know, really wanting that change in their life, right? Like on an internal level, people are craving it, you know, like they want that change in their relationship, that change. They don't want to feel stuck in that job or like not doing the work on themselves, but they're maybe they're scared to do that change. So what gave you that courage? What's going on under there? Yeah, you know, I'll give some principles that have helped me a ton with actual changing and realizing like through my trial and error of life of realizing like, you know, because sometimes we go to make changes and then we we, we find ourselves like bat, running backwards. Like, you know what? It's the new year. I'm going to work out. I'm going to get myself in shape three weeks later. It's like, but that donut looks really good. And then the next day that burger looks good and the French fries. And then two weeks later, it's like, no, no, it never happened. And we're back to where we were, right? There's a, there's a massive difference between someone that just focuses on behavior and someone that can go under the surface and reprogram themselves. And there's a formula that I have that I'll get into in a moment that I think is extremely, to me, probably the most powerful formula that I've ever experienced. And I've been doing this for a long time. Um, and so it's like me culminating these 26 years into putting them into a framework that, that – because my thing is I want to take these complex neuropsychological – groundbreaking evidence-based principles and make them actionable and simple. And how does somebody come in and be like, whoa, like you, that same seem complex, but you help me understand the way I'm programmed in a way that's just one, two, three, so I could apply it and actually have breakthroughs. I've, I just had one of the coolest breakthroughs like three weeks ago because I applied it, you know? And, you know, and that just goes to show you, like you could do the work forever and you'll still have massive breakthroughs. And I hope I continuously do. Well, I'll tell you two moments and I'll tell you the formula. So I'll tell you one of the most pivotal moments. I had always been a student and a seeker of truth, right? I just love truth because, you know, they say the truth will set you free, right? Um, I have a theory on that too. I, I have a modification to that. I remember it was my mother was diagnosed with cancer and I remember sitting in the hospital with her and it was a day I, I literally – as I say it, I remember sitting there and I remember the, the picture of me looking at her and I'm sitting on the chair in the room that she's in. And that was the day when I was there from like 8 a.m. until nighttime until they kicked me out, you know. And I remember looking at her and it was towards the end of the day. And I remember just thinking, man, like I had no idea I'd be sitting in this in this room with her, you know, like not too long ago. We we're up and laughing and going to dinner and, you know and just spending some quality time and now here's my mom in this hospital bed and um and just you know details she's thinner and she's starting to look different and i started to like reflect on life and i said to myself i said you know what do i want to say when it's my time because one day i will be and hopefully god willing it's not me in that hospital bed and and i'm i'm healthy <laughs> until I just, you know, till I'm older and all of a sudden technology is so good or whatever, you know, but I said, the reality is time is, is I don't get it back. You know, the moments I had my mom, the moments I'm sitting there and I said, what do I want to say I did with my life? And at the time I was a director of investments for this $2 billion company in, in, in LA. And, and I said, you know, I think it's going to be cool to be able to say, oh, I, I, my, I, I led an acquisition of a $200 million real estate, you know, skyscraper, or I did this other thing and it was really cool. But I said, that's not what I, what's not what I'm going to look back at. You know, 
what I'm going to look back at is, is did I use my gifts and my talents and did I use everything that I had to give it back to the world? Did I show up and just make things, just elevate everybody in my life? And I love real estate. I'll go back into it and stuff like that. But I knew for me that there was something else that I was supposed to do. And I wanted to live my life on purpose and for a purpose. And um, it was a moment where I just said, you know what? What do I want to say? Because sometimes we hear that phrase, like one life to live. But it's like, no, when you're sitting there and dealing with mortality, it's you ask a different question. And it's funny, I, don't, I haven't shared this part very often, but it was this really weird moment in my life where the doctors thought that I had something that was terminal, but I didn't tell anybody because my mom was sick. And it was this, they ended up like saying, oh no, you're fine. Like your blood test came back. And I was like, but for that like three days when they were like curious about it, because they did a blood test and they're like, you know, your white blood cells, you know, I was probably under a lot of stress because of my mom and my body was probably reactive to that. But I remember thinking, man, like I literally can go into the do the doctors today and they can be like, Henry, this, and, and not to be grim, but the reality is we have this life and I could either live it caged in fear or I could learn how to operate myself and become free so I could live in everything I was born to live and express everything I was born to express and take up the space that I was born to take up. Right. Cause I think so many of us are like, Oh, I don't want to take up too much space. It's like, why the world needs more of you. We need more, we need all the good people to freaking be free. So, because as obviously in the world, we need more light and more love and more truth and more healing than ever. So like we need the people to be free. I need you to take up space. I, my kids need you to take up space. My family needs you to take up space, you know, because fear is always louder. But we need love to be louder. We need light to be louder, right? And because because our nervous system is wired to pay attention to things that are going to, quote unquote, keep us safe. So that's why we, we're scrolling and the things that catch us emotionally will stop. That's why there's hooks, right? Like, how do I emotionally hook you in? That's why the news hooks you in. And I don't want to be that guy that's like news in the world. But it's like the, the main thing is like we need everybody to unleash their light and their love and take up the space that we're created to take up. And so my thing, I was like, no, like I know I'm, I know what I'm created to do. I know I'm supposed to bring these principles to the world. I know I've been in this pop culture space. I know I'm a hyper nerd when it comes to like, you know, all the, the, whether it's neuroscience or whatever, right? Like I, I'm such a nerd and I, I love that I get to combine those worlds because it's me. And if I tried to be anything other than me, I wouldn't be on stage at music festivals. I wouldn't be curating something for next year for an audience of 200,000 people that we're building right now. Right. So like, it's just like one of those things that you're just like, man, I'm sitting in that hospital room. Like, no man, like that. I, I know that there is something else. And so I went on this journey of like, I, I need to, I need to do this because I think when I realized that I could change and that the pain of staying the same at the end of my life and looking back at it was, was worse. I was like, there's no way, you know, I think, I don't know who had said it, but they said that when you, when the pain of staying the same is greater than the pain of changing, you change. I love changing that. Like, and, and I'll say this at the end of this, like, you know, long streak of, of a rant I just went on, but the reality is I get to change and the common denominator and everything I do is me. So when I evolve, everything evolves, my relationship, 
how I feel about myself, my success, the impact I have, my faith, my spirituality, everything grows because I am the common denominator. And I know sometimes people are like, oh, but you know, growth feels so, I feel so bad about myself. But earlier this year, whatever you believe, like I, my friends have all kinds of faith and some have like, you know, quote unquote, they don't believe in God, right? I believe in God. Jesus is my guy. And I was in January of this year, or 2023, I don't know when you're releasing this podcast or when you hear this podcast, I was sitting there and I was, I was just praying and I was meditating and I was thinking about growth and I was thinking about change. And I, I, I knew this year was a big year for me, like of growth. I, I know it. it. It has been, it's been like the most pivotal year for me. It's like, yeah, the culmination of so many things, but I sat there and when I was done, this is the, these are the words that came to me. I heard Love yourself exactly where you are and love yourself enough not to stay where you are. Mm, oh, good. So it's not one or the other. It's not like, oh man, I suck. So I have to change. It's like, no, like I get to be better. I get to grow. I get to love better. I get to be more successful. My past does not have to equal my future unless I choose it to. Like, that's the coolest part. If you're listening to this podcast, like you could make one decision right now and your life will completely change. That's what's cool about it. We have this gift called choice. And I could literally begin to just use that choice and re and reprogram my nervous system, literally go through the, the, the process that I was talking about that I, I haven't shared yet, but, you know, and, and everything changes. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think, you know, another challenge that I think is worth bringing up here, because this has happened in my own life. So my husband, when the people closest to us don't grow with us. Right. So my husband, he was a police officer. He left being a police officer and he went into the mortgage industry and he lost a part of his identity when he left the police work because it was a part of who he was or he created it as that. Right. And when he left police work and he went into a different industry, he dove really far deep into personal development development because it was what held him afloat and grew him as a person. But here's the thing that I want people to think about is like, I didn't wasn't on my own growth journey at that part in our story. And I really resisted the person he was becoming because I wanted to keep loving the person that he was before. And why I want to bring this up is that we need to learn to love people for who they are becoming, right? Instead of who we have them stapled as in our minds, right? Because I see, I, I have felt that. And I don't know if you have too, Henry, but like as you've changed and evolved, you've almost had to like, like, hey, let me bring you on this journey with me because I'm growing. We're not meant to stay the same person we were 10 years ago. And so many people in our lives, especially those closest to us, I find sometimes, right, are those ones that are like, wait a minute, like, no, I don't think so. I like this other version of you. I don't know who you're trying to be, but that's not who I fell in love with. And so through my journey and through the process I've grown on, I have learned to embrace and love who my husband is becoming and who I'm becoming. And I've learned that this is a process. We're not meant to stay the same, you know? And so like embrace the process of life, embrace the person you're becoming. And I love, I want to point out what you said, like love yourself and love yourself. What did you say that you're becoming? Yeah. Something you said is so good. It's, you know, we can live a fear-based life or a love-based life, right? And if we're living in fear and we want to keep people where they are, fear will 
fear will cause what you're afraid of. Like fear is faith in the wrong direction, right? In my opinion. And like fear is the divider. Fear will keep you stuck. Fear will block you. And fear can also lead you to your freedom if you analyze it correctly, if you look at it properly. Because you'll realize where you've been stuck. Where you, If you follow the fear, you'll follow it right back to what you need to work through to lead you to your freedom, right? And, and you don't put love over fear. You put love into the fear. You come at it with curiosity, compassionate curiosity. Why do I feel so insecure that my, my partner's changing? Oh, my gosh, I'm scared they're going to leave me. Oh, my gosh. You know, and which is a valid fear. Like, of course, I love them. And if they grow, then I, I, what if I don't grow? What if they don't like me after that? that those are valid questions. You can get stuck in that and most likely have a higher probability of causing what you're afraid of, or you can get compassionately curious about where you are, as Gabriel Munchie says, or loving self-awareness, right? Of Okay, well, what is, what is my operating system? What am I afraid of? And how do I continually work through this and recognize that if I'm truly living a love-based life, love elevates, love heals, love transcends, love grows, Love is a great waterer of the seeds that grow, right? Fear is like the weeds that will come in and choke. So if you're operating from a fear-based place within yourself or within your relationship, that identification of those limitations and those fear-based emotions without being looked at can become your cage. And your emotions, your whatever emotions they are, your fear-based emotions can lead you to bondage or they can lead you to your freedom. Right. And so being aware, like you just said, oh my gosh, I realized like I was so resistant at that moment. You know, it's funny, like this is your podcast. I was about to ask you, what was your pivotal moment that grew for you? you know? <laughs> I love it. You know, but like, but like, what was that moment for you? What was the moment where you said, you know what? Like, I'm going to stop resisting his growth. Yeah. You want to know? Yeah. Yeah. I would love to. I think people ch- change when for three different reasons, right? It's either pain, right? It's a change of perspective or it's because we're pushing a corner and we have to. And I would love to tell you that like, oh, I just woke up one day and realized that like every, you know, I just really need to have this different perspective. That's not what happened to me. <laughs> I wish it was. I made choices I wasn't proud of. And um, I like to say that we carried our grief cases around, you know, because he had some childhood trauma and so did I. And what we taught were, or what we knew was to push through That's all we had to do is push through. Emotions were not talked about in our family, in our growing up family, nothing. And so eventually what happens is we just keep packing stuff in our grief cases. And one day those grief cases, they explode all over the floor. It's a disaster zone. And we had to choose whether we walk away from the disaster or we stay in it and we like choose where we're going to pick up each item, put it in a drawer and decide what we're going to do with it when we open that drawer. And so we decided to stay. We decided to dive in, to release the truth, reveal all the things that we had going on internally to heal ourselves from within. So, you know, I think that what I want people when they're listening to our conversation right now, like maybe, you know, you haven't reached that point where like your pain is so big that you have to change or that you're backed in the corner like I was like we've come to this point where it's a this way or that way. 
right now you can choose to change your perspective. Like, like you said, when you were sitting like right next to your mom in that hospital room, you know, like we have every moment that we're listening to, like, I hope this grabs your attention. And is that moment for you to really just change your perspective in 2024? Like this is a new year. Like you can choose something totally different than the path that you're on right now, if that's what you need in life, you know? And so I, I think this is so important that we talk about this and Henry, I'd love to hear like, what, what are, give us some strategies that people can use like in 2024 to really change their perspective to heal. Yeah. I love that. So you lived a life without secrets, right? That's the life that That's you lived. Exactly. You got it, Henry. You got it. <laughs> no, uh, one thing I'll say is Dr. Stephen Porges, who is brilliant. He said, um, there are no bad behaviors, only adaptive ones. And some people could feel that's controversial, but the reality is pretty, the way you act is an adaptive response. Like you said, my, we didn't deal, we didn't talk about emotions growing up. What you bottle in is going to come out, right? Like you will, you will bleed on the person that didn't cut to you, right? Like that's just like, that's just a few facts. And that's why I think first and foremost, it's so important to walk with grace because you cannot beat yourself up into healing and you cannot hate yourself into loving yourself. And what you've done is, is what you've done, you've done. Like someone listening is like, oh yeah, but I was like, no, like there's redemption and that's what's beautiful about life. And so the 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 idea of it is it has to start with an inward curiosity with love and compassion and recognizing that everything my body is doing or the patterns that I'm doing is what I believe is safe. Because here's the reality. If anybody wants to evolve, you will have resistance, right? If you want to go to the next level, you will have resistance. If you didn't have resistance, you'd already be there, right? If you didn't have those inner limitations, you would already be there. And so it's going to require a different identity. It's going to require a higher belief system. It's going to require a higher value system. It's going to require different behavioral sets and habits, right? That's just part of it. And whenever you go to change anything, you will have resistance and fears will show up doesn't mean you're in the wrong place. It might actually mean that you're headed in the right direction, right? And so recognizing that first and foremost of like, oh my gosh, like it, you're not stuck. You're, you're, you're not a terrible person because, oh my gosh, I, I set this goal and I keep falling back. No, your body is so freaked out. And I'll give you a story. This will help illustrate it. Like I remember when I was doing my, um, when I was back in like my real estate days and I've, I've been obsessed with this work consistently, right? I'd started this company and I'd sold it and it was great, but there was always this resistance to making money for me. And all of a sudden, like one day I was, I was supposed to be making like three times more than I was supposed to be making. You know, we, we keep growing in the inner limitations we have. It's like the thermostat. You go from like 70 to 72 to 74. And I had, I raised my thermostat to a certain extent, but I was like, I feel a lot of resistance to the three times as much money. Right. Or no, no. Yeah, I was supposed to make three times as much money. And I, I had taken a step back from being an entrepreneur. I was working for a company. And I, uh, the, the crazy part about it was I, I had done this deeper work of, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I have like three different names for it, whether it's the fearless formula or the freedom formula or freedom code or whatever you want to call it. But I totally feel you. <laughs> you know, I'm like, this, I could say this framework in different ways, but they all mean the same thing. Right. And it's how you go from the inner inner bondage, inner limitations, inner fears to freedom. And I realized I did this work. I, I have to first, it's, you know, the three R's. I need to resolve my past. I need to be able to regulate my present moment, meaning master my emotions. And I need to be able to reprogram my nervous system and my subconscious mind for the future that I desire. 
right? If you miss one of them, you will feel stuck. For example, if I go to make this money and I'm running forward and I have a belief system that says, if you're really successful, you lose you'll lose your relationship with your sister and I value love over money. So what do I do? I self-sabotage. But the whole time I'm like, why do I sabotage? And why can't I break this limitation? It's like, well, there's something a lot deeper. It's under the surface. It's subconscious. It's underneath your conscious, right? And so I did the work and that was the first year I'd broken this threshold that I had. Actually, the next week after I did the work, I broke the threshold, right? And so I had to go and resolve the things from my past, my belief systems, my trauma, my emotional, overwhelming emotional life experiences where my, my mind said, in order for Henry to be safe and connected, you need to do X, Y, Z. So my programming was this. I need to be able to like understand the present moment. So re resolve the past, regulate the present moment, learn how to master my emotional power now. How do I get into certainty now, to confidence now, to presence now? And then I have to be able to reprogram my, my, my subconscious mind for the future that I am stepping into and step into it now, but not just on a conscious basis to where it just becomes second nature, right? And to where now, it's funny, I was telling my wife, uh, yesterday because I, I have a, some pretty big meetings coming up and I'm, I have to raise a lot of money, like a lot for this really cool project that we're doing that will impact tens of millions, probably hundreds of millions of people, right? Like I am so confident in that. So I'm sitting there telling my wife, I was like, it's so crazy that my identity now, my belief system now is that I, I'm in these rooms and before I'd walk in these rooms and be like, oh, like, oh my gosh, like I need to, it's like, now it's like, no, I belong in this room and I'm a peer. And I'm, I, I've been given this, these gifts by God to do the work that I'm here to do. And it's a different identity. And when you show up in a different identity and you reprogram yourself to step into alignment with not just, you know, to alignment with my truest and best and highest self, everything changes, right? And so it's those three R's, that, that formula of how do I resolve the traumas and resolve the past? How do I really create regulation in my nervous system now? And master my emotional power now. I'm be present now. Be here. So many, so many of us live in our head. We get to the end of our day and we're like, "What the freaking heck happened today? Like, what did I even do this morning?" Right? Like, but living so masterfully in the present moment, which is the only thing we have, and we hear that all the time. But what if you did? What if you were able to step into like certainty and confidence and 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 your power now? And learn if your emotions are going, you don't get caught up in your emotions, you're with your emotions, as Mastin says, right? Like, there's a level of like power and mastery. And then how do I step into that? And you're like, if when I learn to do all three things, my breakthroughs come so fast. Right? And it's funny, I, in my inner circle, we just had this guy um, literally say, Henry, like, we had, we did a retreat and we were, in my inner circle is usually three to four months. And I built them up to have a powerful experience. It's like you build them up for the full integration. And he was like, it's crazy going through the process and actually tying it all together. He said, this is easily one of the top three most pivotal events of my entire life. Because once you learn to be the programmer and not the program, once you learn to step into your power, not just on a conscious level, but how do you freaking step into it? Everything changes and it will continue to evolve and change. And so I love the opportunity to change. And I tell everybody, man, like, you don't change because you suck. You change because you get to. You change because you get to be better. You change because a year from now, two years from now, three years from now, if you just stay on the path, your life can get even better. The best is yet to come if you want it to, you know? 
And for me, it's like, I can't go back and, and change my mother's passing, you know, but I could honor her life with how I live mine. Right. And so there's a lot of decisions that I've had to make and I've had to honor the serenity prayer. God grant me the peace to accept the things that I cannot change and, and give that to you into a community to courage, to change the things that I can, which is Henry. And that's it. And the wisdom to know the difference. And when I stepped into the power of knowing that I get to create life, I don't have to live in survival. I can go from survival to creation. I can go from fear-based living to love-based living. I can go from this insecure little passive Henry that never said how he felt to boldly speaking to you now from my heart and from my soul without even a, a hiccup, you know? And so... I love that. And that's why I teach what I teach. Cause I'm like, dude, trust me. If you could plug yourself into my brain and know how I was, you would walk around being like, anything is freaking possible. You know what I mean? That's why I love, I'm so grateful for this work, man. Oh my gosh. I love that. I'm so grateful for that too. And I totally feel you on every level there because I, I definitely went through that process myself, you know, and that's why I'm like, Henry, come on here. We got to talk about this because I, I fully think that let's embrace that in 2024, right? Like what? Like let's all light up the world. Like we, the world needs it. And, you know, speaking of all of those things, like you are making it happen. And that is also the name of your podcast. So like, tell us a little bit about make it happen. Like, what does that mean? I, I had quit my real estate job and I needed a cool brand name. And I was like, you know, my sister and I, my sister's really clever. And we were going back and forth. And I was like, you know what? You just have to like make it happen, you know? And I was like, making it happen with Henry Amar. And it's funny because making it happen sounds like you're like, I'm going to emotionally override and make it happen. It's like, no, the way we make it happen is by doing the whole the work internally and externally. Um, but I, I love it, man. My, my obsession with that podcast is bringing people on and dissecting things at the deepest level. And I've had people from like neuroscientists to like Flavor Flav on it. You know what I mean? So it's like- What? That's so cool. <laughs> Most like random group of people, but to me, everybody has to like when I saw Flav, I was like, dude, you're just you just go on stage and you're just so free and authentic. Let's talk about that. Cause I wanted to dissect authenticity, you know? And uh, it was fun, you know. And then uh whether it's Alison Armstrong about relationships or the anxiety MD, Dr. Kennedy about anxiety, like I just love diving into things that really help people be more free and just be more empowered and um just space they need to and live the life they were born to live, you know. So it's fun. I, I love that. And I think it's so important that, you know, like when we talk about choices and things and the things that have happened to us in our past and when we talk about resolve the past, right, the first R there. And I think part of that is rewriting those things that have happened to us and rewriting them in a way that empower us instead of hold us back. And because I keep I hear this word, you know, and you're you are empowerment, like you empower people like just by being next to them because of the things that you do and create and like you, you not only know you belong in a room, Henry, but you make other people feel like they belong in that room just as much. Right. And I think that like, I think we should all feel that way. And I think we should all know that, you know, like feel empowered to step into what we're meant to be. Yeah, I love that. Thank you. And thank you. I thought you were talking about generally. I was like, yeah. And you're like, oh, you, Henry. I was like, oh, me. But you know, because you <laughs> in the room you know everybody else does belong in the room there's no scarcity when you when we recognize that there's abundance everywhere i don't need to someone else to diminish their light i actually do better when everybody's uplifted and in their light like when you're living in a love-based frequency 
like you want everybody to win because when everybody wins, everybody wins, right? It's I, I'm I'm building so one thing I'm creating is I'm building a, a a new music festival centered around emotional wellness, mental health, but it's super like mainstream, all the cool things. And there's a whole kit and there's like a lot of cool things. And I was building it and someone comes up to me and goes, Henry, someone else is doing a concert around this. Are you scared? I said, no, I hope seven more people do something like that because I know I'm going to reach the people that I'm supposed to reach. I, I, there is no limitation. Like there's enough for everybody. And I know it sounds like, Oh, everybody says that. It's like, no, like I want Jillian to walk in a room and freaking unleash her light because not only do I benefit from it, but the whole room does, right? There's a ripple effect. And so when people say confidence is not arrogance, arrogance is fear-based. Feeling needing, needing to feel superior to everybody is more of a fear-based emotion. Naturally, we're going to have it because the first prime directive of everybody's mind is survival. And if you're not confident in yourself, you will, you think you need to survive by diminishing other people or by other people's thing. But I love watching people that I'm like, dang, that person's like owning that room. Because then I look at it, I'm like, that means I could own that room because I spotted it and I got it. You know what I mean? And so, and it just allowed me to be more of me and to, to love people. And I think the reality at the end of the day is like, what's more important than that? What's more important than me loving you? What's more important than me loving myself or to me loving God? Like love is the highest frequency, right? Or the highest level of like what I attain to be. And so when, when, everybody that's in that room is meant to be in that room. And if they're not, and it's my room, then I'll just set a boundary. And, you know, if the boundaries is a whole different conversation, right? But being able to tune into the place of love and realizing to what proximity do, do I allow people into my life? To what proximity do I, what rooms do I put myself in, right? Because there's some rooms that people belong in that I don't, that I don't want to be in, right? Like my boundaries are pretty clear, you know, to be honest. And I only went that direction because, we could easily spin this idea to like everybody that's in the room is supposed to be in the room. It's like, yeah, and maybe not. Maybe not everybody that's in your life is supposed to be in your life right now. At that proximity, right? I don't believe boundaries are yes or no. Boundaries are more of a how much. If you, uh, I have a talk on it, it's only 10 minutes. So if you guys want to go watch it, it's um, it, it talks about love-based boundaries and it's a totally different approach. Boundaries are about connection. Boundaries are about finding the optimal space boundaries are about freedom boundaries are about heat because if you do not have proper boundaries in yourself you will have the hardest time to heal to find love to to have a healthy relationship to find success to have inner freedom because if you don't understand the proper proximity and you know um you will always be dysregulated you'll be triggered you'll be in a survival response all the time because you have not set the proper boundary if i didn't have locks on my doors and i'm in a place where everybody's walking by and anybody can come in i'm going to feel a lot different right and so versus saying who can come into what to how close can they come into my life i can we can go into that but that's i have a, I have a ted talk on it so you know my thing is just like i just really want to uh just encourage everybody to honor yourself too and love yourself too, you know, because it's sometimes it's easy to, to surrender that when I say I walk in a room and I just want to lift everybody in the room and do all that. And I'm hyper aware of my, like where I'm at spiritually and emotionally. And if I feel dysregulated, then I, I get curious about it. I'm like, is that my fear? Or is there something that's not right in this room that I need to pay attention to? And then that's where presence comes in. That's where that regulating yourself in the present moment and stepping into certainty and power, I call it powerful presence, you know, and I become the loving leader to myself 
and to others, right? Like how can I lovingly lead myself? And so I just invite people to analyze your boundaries and analyze proximity because there may be people that you could bring closer to your life that will change your life. And it doesn't mean you just let people go, but there may be some people that may not need as many resources that you give them, time, energy, focus, you know, so. Yeah, that goes back to the how much. Yeah, I love that. Everybody go listen. Is it on YouTube? Where can we find that TED Talk? Type in Henry Amar, TED. It's my second TED one. So my first one was about, uh, yeah, the first one was very interesting, actually. Um, I, they didn't give me a timer. Um, I didn't really, really prepare for it because I just felt like I'm just going to go for my heart, you know? Don't do that again. When you're not when you're timed and they don't give you a timer. Cause I was like, am I over time? Am I under time? And they had a sign, like she had a sign. It wasn't like time, like the second one was. And she's great. She's great. They were awesome. But like, I remember speaking and I'm like, okay, am I over on time? Or under? Cause I can talk obviously. Like, oh, no. I go on these rants and in the middle of it, I'm like, man. So that was a fun one. That was really cool. That was such a great experience for me. But my second TED talk was, it's called uh, love based boundaries or Boundaries, what I learned from porcupines. It's actually really a cool, really cool metaphor. Oh, yes. I think I have seen it. That is so good. So if you had to pick one thing, what is the biggest thing you want people to know or do in 2024? The biggest thing I want them to know or to do, man, you know, I would say I'm just going to like just trust whatever comes out on this podcast because it probably could evolve. But I think build build your life on a foundation of like love. Like who is the kind of leader that you've wanted to follow? Your, your inner child would want to follow. You know, it's it's allowing yourself to feel seen, to feel heard, to bring safety into your life and just trust that you're here for a reason and that trust that just because where you've been doesn't mean that that's where you're going to go. So the overall message of all that is just like build this it's faith, hope, and charity, right? Like build a faith that your past doesn't have to equal your future. Build a hope in the future that what you want is going to take work, inner work, right? But it's possible. And most importantly, like it cannot happen without love. And that love word is so cliche, but um, it's used so much and it's so, it feels so, Oh, love myself. It's like, no, how do you treat yourself? How do you, how do you really honor yourself? And, and I'll end with this. And this is an important, this is a good piece of knowledge. Depending on what modality you follow, right? Whenever you go through an overwhelming life experience or any traumatic experience, a heightened emotion, your body will memorize it, right? And so think of the child that you once were and what did that child need or want? What would you say a child has wanted or needed? Love, belonging, love, belonging, acceptance, right? Belonging, acceptance, love to feel heard, to feel seen. So whenever you withdraw love from yourself or you don't try to see yourself, you don't accept yourself where you are because you cannot love something you don't accept, right? You cannot love someone you don't accept, right? Like it's hard to. And so when you withdraw acceptance from where you are, it doesn't mean you need to stay where you are. When you withdraw love and you don't let yourself feel seen or understood, you're doing the very thing to yourself that caused that emotion to show up in the first place. So if you want to heal and you want to evolve, you have to become the leader you've always wanted in your life yourself. So good. I love that so much. 
Thank you, Henry. This has been so amazing. How can people connect with you and just get more stuff from Henry? Because you are amazing. And I I want to know about this uh, festival that you're having because I feel like I'm going to be there. <laughs> it's going to be so fun. Like, it's legit going to be so fun. I mean, yeah. it's We're going to do phase one and then we'll build to phase two and three to make it more even more and more epic. But it's going to be so epic. We have the coolest people on board that run – some of the biggest festivals in the world, some of the biggest mental health experts in the world on board. Um, some people out of government and out of like, just, it's just really cool that we're just bringing the world together to, to help heal, you know? Yeah. It's uh, amazing. So how can people connect with you? So if you have a, a, a light and you shoot up in the air and it's like, I'm just kidding. No, it's um <laughs> going to make something up, but yeah. So just Henry Amar, Henry, A-T-N-R-Y, A-M-M-A-R, on Instagram, making it happen with Henry Moore podcast, or you know um, the Henry Moore on TikTok. I think I started a TikTok account and forgot the password, and I couldn't log into Henry Moore anymore. So the Henry Moore on TikTok, and and uh, I'm gonna start doing a lot more on YouTube. I don't do too much right now, but you find me anywhere. Yeah, but I appreciate you listening. If you listen this far, thank you, and you're awesome. And Jillian, you're awesome. And so I'm really grateful to be so thankful to have you here. Thank you for sharing your passion, your empowerment, and your insights with us today. If you're hungry for more motivation and life-changing insights, be sure to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Your feedback fuels our mission to bring you the best in personal development and empowerment. Stay tuned for our next episode where we'll continue the journey of uncovering life secrets and embracing a life without limits. Until then, keep chasing your dreams, embracing your power, and making it happen every day. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Life Without Secrets. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. That helps others find the show, and we greatly appreciate it. Once again, thanks for tuning in, and we'll catch you in the next episode.